Welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. If you didn't catch the Instagram stories we put out this morning, um, apologize for this not coming out as early in the day on Monday as it usually does. But that was actually by design. Today is Monday, March the 15th, is opening day of turkey season here in Mississippi. So we decided that we were going to make a hunt this morning and then come in, uh, well, I'd say after the hunt, but we're not, we're going back out, you know. We're in between hunts. Yeah, we're in between hunts. Like we had to actually, if we weren't for this, if we weren't trying to record a podcast, we'd probably already been on the way out there. But um, it's kind of nice, I think. Yeah, I needed a break. Yeah, you know how it is, or I'm sure a lot of folks will be able to re- relate to this. You opening day comes, you want to just go full bore, but sometimes that's not the best move. You have to remember to go as hard as the turkeys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the turkeys are not going too hard. They're not right now, which, I mean, you've got the early season thing going on. You've got the fact that uh, the weather is not ideal, or it wasn't this morning. No, we had a big front come through, and a lot of people got a wet behind. Yeah, we almost did. Um, got out, like, just in time. So one thing we need to uh, be sure to mention is so we we did go hunting this morning. It was Jordan and myself and then our buddy, uh, our friend Dave Owens, who we would love to have on this podcast with us, but, again, he's kind of in the same position that we are. He's got work that he has to do in between hunts. So He's in the in the bedroom of the camper here editing video. He said it's the first one from his trip from Hawaii. Yep, yep. So, so yeah, well, Dave is, Dave's here. He's like, I don't think he's actually even 20 yards away. He's just in another room over there working on Penhody stuff, which I completely understand. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do, which, like I said, I think everyone kind of needed to stop for a second. No, I'm not far. If I got still for a couple of minutes, I'd probably go to sleep. Yeah. Because 2 a.m. or whatever time we left this morning, got here early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we just came off of, so this is opening day in Mississippi, but um, we've been turkey hunting since March the 6th because we started in Florida. Yeah, it opened up on the 6th. So. Yeah. We hunted down there for six days. Yep. And then came back home Saturday. And then scouted here yesterday. And then we started hunting today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, we've been going nonstop. Yeah. I'm trying. To, yeah, we did come home. Yeah. Yeah, we came home Saturday. Yeah, because we were scheduled to come home yesterday, but we ended up getting done early. Do you think we're tired now? Imagine if we wouldn't have come home till Sunday. <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Get home from that 13-hour that drive and then go straight to a 2 a.m. wake-up. Mm-hmm. That's mm. worth it, though. Turkey oh, season. yeah. You only can do it once a year, so why not? That's the way I look at it. Um, I'm trying to think what I want to go to first. Well, you know, we said, I mean, we're recording this live after, well, pretty much live. I mean, as soon as this is, this right now it is 2.32 p.m., however long it takes us to do this. The second it's done, I'm going to get to work on uploading it. So it's going to be pretty close to as live action as you can get a podcast with, you know, other than live streaming one. So I guess we can talk about our hunt this morning before we go into anything else because although um, we've not killed anything it did get <laughs> it got unexpectedly interesting really really quick yeah we got in a pinch yeah mm, my spot is a good good 
good problem, but a problem you don't want to. So we get to the spot we wanted to hunt this morning, and the weather was not great, but it wasn't raining. Get out of the truck, uh, walk what, a couple hundred yards or so, yeah. and uh, sit by a tree waiting on the world to wake up. And what that turkey, the turkey gobbled at uh, some thunder the thunder, first time, yeah. like way off. Yeah, we were just like hoping that a gobble of some sort would ring out. Be- yeah. Because it was it was so like thick and just kind of muggy feeling this morning. It just it didn't feel like a good turkey morning at all. But again, it's opening day, so you go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're sitting there. What do you, he gobbled twice, I think. And I mean, yeah. he's a country mile away, just mm-hmm. barely could hear him. And um, the spot where we're at, I've hunted a good bit. You've been in there before too. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I felt like turkeys would be doing what they do you know what i found them doing in the past right and uh we heard another turkey you heard him and i thought i heard him and we both looked at each other and confirmed it was a turkey yeah and uh he was in a spot i had hunted before and i kind of thought i might know what he's doing yeah. i don't well because you told me like it was so faint you know I mean, we'll do me and you will do this a lot and i'm sure a lot of people that turkey hunt together will if you're unsure of where you thought the if, if you're unsure of the direction you'll ask your buddy with without saying what you think because you don't want him to be you know biased towards the way you think the turkey was so you say you turn around and you're like which way did you think that was and so i pointed i was like somewhere over in there and you're like okay that's what i thought and mm-hmm. I've, I've heard turkeys be in there before but we weren't sure yeah so uh where we were at i mean it was still four or five hundred yards from where we thought the turkey gobbled yeah and um put a game plan together we went down this little um drain and um i knew from hunting it years past that there would be a fire break up there we could jump on and possibly see some sign you know because turkeys have always walked that fire break and uh sure enough as soon as we get across the ditch there's fresh gobbler tracks i'm like all right we're on something then because i hadn't been in there all year I yeah. hadn't had a chance to scout it because we've been gone and the ice storm screwed mm-hmm. us up. Then we went coyote hunting and <laughs> just uh, one thing after another. Oh, yeah. I hadn't had a chance to scout anything. Fe- really. February is usually a laid back month for us because we're coming off deer season. Yeah, shoot. You, we're usually have listened four or five places, you yeah. know, just hopscotching yeah. around. I have a lot to... better tabs. Yeah. You, typically, we have that one weekend where we have the NWTF convention, but other than that, we're pretty much at home, and that was not the case. Like you said, between well, I had COVID at the beginning of the month, yeah, and then right after that was the ice storm, and then we had to go coyote hunting, and then we had like three days, and it was turkey season in yeah. Florida. So yeah, it hasn't quit. Yeah, I'm tired, but uh, <laughs> me too, man. So me too. we get on the logging road and see there's fresh tracks there. And this is big, wide, open woods. Nothing has foliage on it down here right now, really, other than, like, a few blackberry bushes are starting to mm-hmm. spring out, and a few trees are starting to show a little green on them. So everything's wide open, and you can see, like, three, 400 yards through these woods and spots. Yeah. And uh, you and Dave, uh, y'all were back there looking at them tracks or something? I was, especially at the what I was doing, especially if I'm hunting, like, a group of three, I'll always, if I'm running camera, which I was, I'll always kind of lean, hang back farther mm-hmm. just because my, th- my thinking is, is one, sometimes two people walking together, they may miss hearing something. 
and two, there's no sense in three people all bunched up walking together. So I'll just kind of hang back. Not like I, like I was probably ten yards behind y'all. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. I just I know we're kind of separated. But yeah, everybody's on the same page about yeah. walking quietly and listening. You know. Yeah. And um, I stop and look with my binoculars through these big wide open woods, and I'm scanning through there, and I see a turkey fan like strutter yeah and i'm like golly somebody done got a strutting decor or something up in here yeah and uh i get to looking at it and then it moves i'm like oh boy <laughs> we're in a wide open we're in these wide open woods in a fire line i'm like mm. and turkey's like 175 yards yeah you're thinking there's no way this ends well oh so i'm like there's if we move he is going to see us no mm-hmm. doubt about it hey guys gonna pause the conversation for just one quick second because we're talking about the mississippi turkey season opener we're talking about everyone finally getting a chance to get out into the spring woods i can't do that if i don't mention to you something that we will not step into the spring woods without and that is the onyx hunt app that is something that i'm not lying when i say i'm going to use every single day it has so many incredible features that can help you make decisions quicker it can help you make better decisions it can help you become more familiar with the ground you're hunting quicker if you're hunting on new property if you're hunting private land if you're hunting public land it does not matter there are things that the onyx hunt app can do for you that can put you a step ahead of the game so check it out today the onyx hunt app use the promo code primos 20 to save 20 percent off your onyx hunt membership but somehow or another i had a big oak tree right close to me i just like moved six inches and i was behind it from the line of view from the gobbler to me yeah but y'all were 15 feet or so behind me yeah and i turned around i was like hit the deck yeah you were like get down get down get down okay and uh anyway i crawled up to that oak tree and peeked around it was looking at him with binoculars and he didn't see us by some happenstance that's still i'm t- I'm not like like that blows my mind that yeah. doesn't happen and i kind of trying to direct y'all i don't want to talk too loud because just it's a cluster yeah and uh finally y'all get crawled up by me and i'm watching him and he he turns and starts coming towards us yeah i'm like oh my gosh what's this to happen here and like i'm steady looking at y'all seeing if you're getting set up or whatever i mean what this a it's a jumbled mess yeah like had nothing there was nothing you could do no that's what i'm saying like i wanted to in my mind i was like i need to get ready but then i was like i can't there's there's nowhere i can move to try to get set up with that big camera you Uh know it's like there's nothing i can do to get set up without spooking it there's no way yeah so i just stayed like melted into the ground and was running the secondary cam yeah and uh in the meantime i i never saw the hen but this gobbler's steady like making moves towards us he's strutting and stuff wasn't he yeah i'm getting stuff man it's all good anyway he's he's uh strutting and he'd come out of strut and walk a few steps and he'd pop right back up but i'm assuming he had a hen with him just the way he was acting right but anyway by the time you get back behind me with the little camera running i mean at this point i mean we're gonna have to might try to make something happen if he comes into range I mean, yeah you don't let those opportunities go by and uh anyway 
I turn around and look at y'all, ask you something, talk to you or something. I don't remember, but I turn back around to look, and the gobbler's in the fire lane at like 85, 90 yards at this point. Yeah. And he just pops strut. I'm like, oh, boy. Well, come to find out, I was looking at two different gobblers. That's why he got so close so fast. Mm-hmm. And by the time that he got, like, I thought he was, like, 80 yards strutting, and they went started going instead of straight towards us. They started going to the right. And then I saw another one come through the hole, too. I'm like, golly, it's two of them. Big old white pumpkin-headed suckers. Yeah. I mean, like softball, big old gobblers. But, um, and Dave saw them go through one little spot, or saw yeah. one of them. And we never could get any footage of them or anything. And we finally got in a spot where we well, got settled enough where we thought we might could yelp at them. And they wouldn't gobble. They they didn't do nothing. We sat there, what, for 30 minutes or so afterwards. Yeah. And they never never made another another sighting of them. So we think they just kind of short-shucked us and kept on going wherever they had in mind they yeah. were going. Yeah. But, uh funny thing was i asked dave i was like hey, i'm gonna borrow your rangefinder i don't see how far they were i think they were about 80 i pulled up rangefinder they were like the tree that they walked in between one tree that was closer to us and another one they were like 10 yards apart and the first one's like 43 yards and the second one's like 58 so i'm like they walked by at like 50 to 55 yards yeah and you're just thinking there's 80 yeah i mean they were close enough to potentially make something happen i just didn't yeah. realize it yeah well it happened so fast like i know ne- i never saw the turkeys you saw them and dave saw them mm-hmm. I, and i again i didn't as much as i mean like obviously i would love to have seen them any turkey hunter would but i i was like just laying on the ground i had my camera running on you and dave that's all like that's all i could do because if i i'm just trying to paint i'm trying to paint a visual picture for for everyone listening there is jordan we're like we're in this fire break and there's jordan who is crawled up like he's he's laying prone and he crawls up to this oak tree and just kind of i'm picking out the side yeah he like he climbs up and kind of pulls himself up the oak tree where he's still kind of laid on the ground but his like chest and up is like up against the tree and Dave is laying flat on the ground behind him, and I'm laying flat on the ground behind Dave. I mean, that's all we... That's <laughs> we, we had a snake going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't... If if the, I know we have, you know, a lot of folks that aren't, you know, Mississippi or Southeast local that listen to this podcast. I mean, like, these woods right now are open. Like, open, open. There was nothing. That's all. It's just try to be... Make yourself be as much like the leaves on the ground and hope for the best. That's the only thing we could do. Yeah. And it, it got really, really tense really, really quick. Well, that was our excitement for the morning, and it started raining 20 minutes after that. Yeah, we had just found a spot where we were like, this is where we can hang out. You know, maybe they'll come back through here or they'll and something. I think we may end up back in that spot before the afternoon's over. Yeah, that's after this little break takes place that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it, it just, one, I think of... um I think of lessons to be learned from that. And then I also think about other than the lessons to be learned is uh, that we got extremely lucky that that we didn't spook those turkeys. Yeah, I mean, I just happened to stop in the right spot where I could see a piece of that sucker's fan with binoculars. Yeah. Like, if I'd have been six inches, stopped six inches sooner, I wouldn't have been able to see him. And I'd have continued on walking. Yeah. Definitely would have spooked him. I just happened to stop in the right mm-hmm. spot where you could see him in a little hole. Yeah. 
And just the fact that there was, we know that there was at least two turkeys there, probably three, because like you said, there had to have been a hen somewhere. Yeah. And that's that's what gets me is like I understand the gobbler didn't see you because he was strutting and facing away from you. Yeah. But that hen wasn't strutting. You know, and so I'm like, how did she? At, the only thing that could happen, she was just in the right spot where she couldn't see us. Yeah. But it, yeah. Because that's <laughs> what got, we were saying. Me, it got intense. <laughs> me, you, and Dave were all saying, like, I'm counting that as a win because we did not bump those turkeys. Yeah. When you, we very easily could have. But They the, had no idea we were in the world. But um, one thing that I want to pull from that is, is that I think, just like a very, very key point and something for everyone to think about. Um, and something that I was super bad about doing, especially when I was younger, is turkey season would open up, you're all excited. You want to go. You want to be wide open. And, you again, we talked about these open woods. Um, I know, I mean, you did ha- just happen to stop in the right spot. Uh-huh. But you were, before that, you were making sure that you stopped every so often it was glassing around. I mean, we knew there was a turkey there, and one night, he gobbled one time and i mean they're not going far this time of year Mm -mm. and i've learned the hard way that if you don't pay attention with binoculars and really scope out through them trees this time of year you're going to bump them and sometimes there's you're gonna bump turkeys you didn't know you bumped you just you just think you're making a loop around the woods and you didn't hear anything but you're like you bump turkeys you just don't know it oh yeah i mean like if we kept walking another 20 yards they'd well, have that, had us i mean they we'd have never known they were there yeah ever they would have scurried out through there and i mean they're far enough away where you if they had put it you wouldn't hear them and probably wouldn't even put they just run off mm-hmm. you'd never know they were in the world yeah I, th- I thought that was a big big takeaway um just because i know i know it's so so easy to do you want to get out there you want the turkeys to be gobbling you want them to be acting right mm-hmm. a turkey don't have to gobble when you yelp at them that turkey didn't gobble but that one time we heard him on the limb yeah and i mean dave gave him his best best whatever he can do with that mouth call which is pretty impressive better and he, than what either of us can do yeah and he did not make a peep and uh that's I mean, this is something I learned where I grew up. You've heard me talk about it. I grew up hunting big hardwood bottoms. Yeah. And, like, you could see three, 400 yards of them suckers. And then early in the season, I mean, I steady would scan with binoculars through there because a lot of times you'd see them before you ever heard one gobble. Mm-hmm. And, you, I mean, it's pretty easy to see a big old black turkey walking through a hardwood bottom if yeah. you're looking. And if you're looking for them. There's no doubt about that. I think that, and then the, another big point that I want to get on is even though we sat there for like a minute and then it started raining, but we're planning to go set up there, is talking about where we chose to set up. You know, we didn't just go, well, we need to sit down. They may come back through here and just pick the first tree. Well, we found spots got cover. Yeah, and which is not always the easiest thing to do this time of year, but it's super important and we're going off a lot what i've had happen in there in the past yeah and unless nothing major changes in my opinion from year to year as far as the habitat and stuff a lot of times even though it may be different turkeys than you hunted there three years ago Mm -hmm. there's a good chance they may do the same stuff just because of the the landscape topography makes them do it yeah the way they do you know yeah it's how they act yeah so 
we'll see we got some good cover in a treetop and we're gonna go up in there and yeah. i mean we're gonna ease in we may not even make it that far i hope we don't that would be nice yeah. if it if it clears up you know you make it one to fire off which would be much appreciated we'll see we're gonna go give it to them yeah so we'll give it our best effort yeah i think um but yeah I, what I'm, i want to make sure before i move on to something else and so we talked about the open woods and glassing and uh set up in the tree i do think like if you if it works out where you can set up into a falling down treetop or a dead tree or something like that that just always works so well yeah i mean it's just it's different you got vertical horizontal whatever in between that is called and i mean you got diagonal you got yeah whatever and uh you got you just got different shapes and branches and all that stuff to hide in so i think yeah. it breaks you up a lot better than mm-hmm. especially if you can get by a big tree that covers your shoulders just with it your shoulders yeah that's a big one i used yeah. to be you, you don't want to get you don't want to be you know a 200 pound guy sitting on a six inch tree i mean yeah. it ain't, I mean, sometimes you have to but sure if you got the choice find somewhere you can hide it covers the width of you so you ain't sticking out and you're gonna look funny because i don't care what nobody says can't anybody sit perfectly still for an extended period of time without scratching your face or something yeah you're gonna fidget oh yeah i am anyway oh i know i do you get you get on to me for it sometimes quit moving oh man i'm tired I know. We should have planned this out better because, I mean, it is the first day of the season. we got a long way to go. <laughs> See, think well, about that. This guy get used to being tired. You got you think about that. we got a long way to go. I think uh, eventually you get five or six days into it, you just get so used to being tired all the time. When you do actually get an extra hour of sleep, you're, like, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about I mean, the whole time we were in Florida, we were waking up at like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. When this morning we were waking up at 2, which when, honestly, when we were in Florida, we were waking up at a central time, too. So it was the same thing. Yep. <laughs> if you think about it that way. um, What else do we got? I mean, I wish we had. I mean, obviously, when we were going to do like a, a podcast that was like opening day turkey season, we we're going to tell you about the hunt. It would have been great if we were like, we killed a turkey and this is how it happened. But it don't always go that way. I mean, mean you've been turkey hunting a, a while, I would say. And yeah. I've only killed a turkey on opening day like three times. You've done it more than me. It In Mississippi, I think I've killed one or two, one or two opening day doesn't, turkeys. Doesn't usually go as planned. No. And a lot of people, I mean, better hunter than I am, got them figured out or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people kill their turkeys every year on first opening day, but I hardly ever do. Yeah, me too. I usually got to scratch for them a little bit before it happens for me. But that's, <laughs> I mean, that's part of the fun. Oh, I know the other thing that I wanted to mention. So, um, we're sitting there this morning, and it's getting to where, I mean, it's getting daylight. You know, it ain't like, I mean, it's still, turkey ain't going to be flying down, but it's getting daylight. You can start to see. And yep. the thunderclaps and that turkey gobbles. Uh, I know several folks that at that moment, they start tearing out towards that turkey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, they go, there he is, and they just start walking. And trust me, I thought about it, and then I had to think twice. Yeah. Just because the turkey that gobbled at the thunder, I don't know. I just had a, and you could, we talked about it. It's like, I don't. That ain't I don't know. I just it, there wasn't turkey. I felt like we needed to. I felt like there was some in between us. Yeah. And uh, you just being a crappy morning like it was. I mean, I'm sure there's turkeys that 
that were around where we were that just never grappled yeah yeah but that's another key thing going back to early season stuff i know how much like pent-up excitement and energy you can have and you hear turkey gobble and you won't just take off and go yeah you got to get set up on him you know gotta get close to him before he flies down but again going back to those open woods you know how how far out they can see you walking across the ground to them, especially if it's starting to get daylight. Oh man, if they hear a twig snap, whatever, they're they're steady looking down there. I remember um, we were talking to Bob Walker about this, and he was like, even if you don't flush the turkey out of the tree, you still like sometimes he's like sometimes that's why they fly fly down and go the other way because they heard something in that direction they don't know what it was and they don't like it. Yeah, it wasn't enough for them to flush, but they they ain't coming your way yep it's just super super easy to do and I, i'm i'm hankering on this because i just a lot of it's because i just remember how i used to get heck i flushed a turkey off the limb last year in the early season <laughs> remember that yeah i do i was trying to because i was trying to get to an, another turkey that i thought was back there so I'm, I'm i'm no angel by any means i'm if there's a world's worst at getting over eager and making mistakes i'm i'm like the poster child for it but I know a lot of other folks that do, and I know a lot of other folks that won't talk about that because they find it embarrassing, but I talk about it because it's helpful, and everyone does it, whether or not they want to admit it or not. Oh, shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know on social media, everyone wants to be the big, bad turkey hunter that never makes mistakes, but we all do. So I, I just get lucky sometimes and happen to run into one in gun yeah. range. That's about it. Yeah. I think... Um, to close out this podcast i know we were in it you know we were talking about mississippi early season stuff i am super fired up for the mississippi season as i always am because it's just something about turkey hunting in your home state you know yeah um and then go to alabama after this i love hunting in alabama but uh one thing i think a fun thing to kind of end the conversation on is we should tell them about there's a lot of good hunts that happen in florida a Mm. lot yes but my personal favorite one is probably going to be your personal favorite one too one because jesse got to shoot another turkey and two that was just a really really awesome hunt from start to finish yeah from so um that was when a game plan actually actually worked worked. yeah yeah Yeah. so uh lake and i jesse is my wife by the way if you don't know who that is and um she got a chance we'll go hunting with us this year come down to florida she hadn't been able to go for a couple years because we had a little girl so uh this year brindley's finally getting big enough to stay with me me and pop so she stayed the weekend over there and jesse flew down to meet lake and i at blackbeard's ranch where we've been hunting the last few years Mm -hmm. and uh Blake and I got there a day before. Actually, we got there... Two days before. We got to, uh, yeah, Wednesday afternoon, then Jesse was flying in Thursday night, so... Okay, yeah, that was it, yeah. Yeah, so we got there Wednesday afternoon in time to uh, roost turkeys. Did we hear turkeys that afternoon? Yeah, that's yeah, we how did. we found yeah. them on there on that dried pond bed right, the first time. Right, So we get out there. We've hunt, hunted this place long enough now. We kind of know the areas where turkeys like to be. I mean, they're in, they're not in the same trees by any means, but they're in the same vicinity. Same areas, yeah. And the same couple hundred acre block or whatever every year. And uh, we roost these turkeys right where you shot a turkey two years ago. I mm-hmm. mean, pretty much he was in the same tree that he turkey was. That was. one wasn't. I mean, he was close to it. Yeah, if he wasn't in the same tree, he was within 10, 15 yards of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, 
we had a game plan together. It was like we're gonna get on the opposite side of them. We seem seems like every time we get on turkeys in here, they want to drift that way. So we're actually gonna think ahead this time and not try to get super close to them, and try to get where they usually like to drift the direction. We'll get out there next morning, four daylight, getting starting to break day and turkey gobbles. He's starting to gobble really good. We get a little cranked up. Yeah. yeah. Well, we get a little spot set up we're like man this is perfect it's a little gap in the woods like it, ponds down there are like grass fields that are kind of wet yeah and that's my best description of a pond in florida like what they call them grass ponds or whatever yeah and uh this year it was pretty dry there so there was short grass in there it's like perfect strutting area oh yeah i mean it's just what you look for in florida when you think about a strutting area for yeah. one of the osceolas and uh we sit down i was like man this is perfect if he comes like the way they have in mm. years past and sure enough they fly down out there what they're like 100 yards and they fly yeah. down i mean goblins two of them ends up being two of them goblins. two strutters and a couple hens you talk about a pretty show i mean it was just chilly enough where there was some like fog and stuff on the ground and suckers out there just gobbling at everything for five or ten minutes and if one of them would gobble the other one had to answer it it would <sighs> yeah it was it was fun to watch fantastic and uh we yelp at them and one of them kind of gets interested and he drifts our way mm -hmm. i'm like all right here he comes yeah and like he's gonna do exactly what we're thinking he's gonna do uh -uh. yeah he gets what uh 70 yeah. 70 yards 70 ish yeah. maybe a touch closer and does not come a single step closer to yeah. us and i guess the hens or whatever because there was hens yelping all over it was pretty cool mm -hmm. and uh anyway they take off and start kind of working back to the way where lake shot turkey a couple of years ago which is the way they hardly ever go yeah it's kind <laughs> of how it worked out yeah it may have had something to do with me yelping too much who knows but and probably just the way they wanted to go i don't know or it may have just been the, i'm not too good of a yelper <laughs> but uh <laughs> anyway lake and i decide we're gonna leave them alone just let them do their thing and we uh i think we tried to strike them one more time never could get anything yeah to right go. before we left we tried yelping at them hard one time just to see we were trying to mainly just see where they were like which way did they go once they got you know once yeah. they went through that down that road so we go off prospect and we do strike another turkey that morning and yeah. uh didn't do anything with him he gobbled three or four times at a crow and never could even get him to gobble that yelp this typical like we thought they were early acting and uh that's just the difference in a day by day come to find out but the uh later on that afternoon we uh strike a turkey middle of the afternoon he comes in we get him it was a pretty cool hunt beautiful hunt so jesse's flying in that night and uh, we go pick her up at the airport. We go roost the turkeys in the pond. Before we go before pick, we pick her up. Yeah. And they're in the same pond, but in a different tree, about 150 yards from where they were that morning. Yeah, they're pretty much, we went in there, we went and it, we did anticipate that they might roost back in there again. So me and you went in there in the middle of the day and made that blind. Yeah, we did do that. We get, we When I say made a blind, there was like a big cabbage tree with a bunch of hanging over leaves. We cut those out where we could see under it, and then we cut up a bunch of palmetto bushes and kind of staked them in the ground where you could hide three people under there. Yeah, and if they did the same thing they did that morning, they would be within 20, 30 yards. Yeah. And uh, so we get there at dark. Hoot, he gobbles. He's 
100 yards from where he was that morning still on the edge of this pond pond's what 15 acres maybe yeah grass yeah. it's like a big food plot essentially yeah. that was one of the cool you know i said usually when you see osceola hunts and you're talking about people are going to picture like these giant fields and that's not what this was like I said, it looks like a small food plot yeah and uh for sure and the next morning we go pick up jesse and we get out there next morning crawl up in our little hut we made yeah and uh sure enough he starts gobbling and there's another turkey to our right gobbling and he and start yelping it was picture perfect it was awesome and you could see him on the limb up yeah. there gobbling and strutting about 200 yards from us yeah and it what was cool was when the limb he was in you could pick him out um especially when it was just a silhouette you could pick him out through like the the pine needles and stuff but he ended up shifting limbs before he flew down and he was on a limb stuck out in the wide open just kind of looking down on that pond bed and just he would pop yep. strut and then he'd gobble i mean the footage is I've, i haven't i haven't got to film turkeys doing that too much you yeah know, that's it's pretty rare to get to do and we had some hens to our right that yeah. started cutting up when we started tree helping at him mm -hmm. and uh they actually pitched down right in front of us like yeah. one of them's about 50 yards the other one's about 80 mm -hmm. and like they're milling around it's like this is if this doesn't work out i mean like i'm thinking the whole time it's like you couldn't ask for a better scenario he's gonna pitch that right down to these hens yeah yeah anyway the hens start working back to our right one of them goes back like 20 yards yeah and uh he pitches down in this fog yeah and you can't see him yeah he just disappears he just goes straight down pretty much and he's on the other side of the pond he starts gobbling but you can't freaking see him or yeah. really figure out where he is because the echo and stuff it's kind of weird deal i mean you could tell he's on that side but it just it was like i should be seeing him he sounds like he's like 80 or 90 yards but it's in the fog mm -hmm. anyway those hens we start yelping at him and those hens get fired up you started having a conversation with a hen that was pretty neat that was fun you she started cutting and you cut her back at her and she got riled up yeah and uh i don't remember exactly how it happened but those hens you were looking at them maybe mm -hmm. or something i was looking at the hens because i'd seen them and I, I i mean i'm telling you i glanced away for a few seconds and all of a sudden i glanced back over and there's the hens and then there's a strutter and i was like gobbler 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 i mean because when i saw him out there with those he was like 50 yards yeah you know and kind of drifting that way uh and i just knew because the way it was the way we were sitting i don't think y'all would have been able to see him i was probably blocking him from y'all essentially you know yeah but he sorry go ahead you okay um yeah no it, and so it took a minute you know it was one of those things like i won't say that the plan worked to a t I mean, I guess it kind of did because we ended. She ended up shooting that turkey right there out of that hut we built. But it took a while. One, he was doing like one step at a time. Yeah, I thought you know that's why. At first, when I started having a conversation with that hen, I was hoping that she was going to get agitated at me talking to her, and he, she would come over and he would just follow her in. That didn't happen. He just kind of got into his spot where he was comfortable, and he would drum and he'd strut and he'd drum and he'd strut. And at one point. He was 30 yards from me, but I was blocking Jesse's shot, and we just had to wait for him to finally drift far enough. And she, we were having a conversation. You could hear us talking, yeah. you know, because it was like me running the camera, Jesse, Jesse's in the middle, and George sitting on the far left. And 
when Jesse shoots, her gun barrel is like an inch away from my little secondary camera I have on that little action arm. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of feet from you or whatever, but it's no, out yeah. on your tripod. Oh, oh, yeah. It was just like, for me, it's perfectly safe. Yeah, I'm, but I'm just talking, because at one point I said, can you shoot it? She goes, no, I'm going to blow up your camera. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it worked out, and it was a absolutely beautiful hunt. And when we said after, I was like, you know, it was kind of cool it worked out that way because had he come in, you know, we're obviously we're going to shoot him the first opportunity we get because that's what you do. But the way that he did, all of it, he made us watch him longer, mm. you know. So that, that was kind of cool. But, yeah, and we could talk for hours on all the action that happened in Florida. But yep. Our buddy Forrest Marlowe, graphic yeah. designer at uh, Primo's, he, a lot of the branding stuff y'all see, he's had some part in it. And, yeah. Uh, think he even helped build the logo for the podcast or something he did yep so i'm glad you brought that up yeah he got to come down and shoot his first he's he's he is a turkey hunter for sure he actually killed one this morning yeah but uh because he's better than us but uh but yeah he went down there and got to shoot his first osceola and that was really fun to watch he definitely deserved that yeah and troy got one and you got one and Mm -hmm. then you got another one at blackbeard so you lucky are, you are leg up on everybody right now that's how i like to be <laughs> i like to just keep myself just step above step in front of everybody else <laughs> it's been a fun week but golly yeah. i'm finna get about a 30 minute cat nap and we finna get back after it. that's a fact so guys uh yeah we'll wrap up this conversation hope you enjoyed our conversation stories tips ramblings whatever you want to call it um you know always fun when the mississippi turkey season opens up i'm I'm hoping the way this pans out that some of y'all that are listening to this went turkey hunting this morning or gonna get after it at some point this week or spring um but yeah that's gonna tie us up don't forget to uh check out the onyx hunt app use the promo code primos 20 to get 20 percent off your onyx membership catch y'all back next week thank you for listening to the speak the language podcast